Hi and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. I'm Mary Jo, your host, and today's episode is going to be all about my go-to foods um, to help support your hormones. Um, so before I get into that, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened and downloaded any episodes. I hugely appreciate it. I also just want to let you know that at the moment I am taking on clients for both one-to-one coaching and for my uh, hormone repair protocol as well. Um, so if you would like to work on your health, your hormones, digestion, uh, your relationship with food, weight loss, etc., then you can book in for a free call with me. So I am going to leave a link for that and um, to book in for that call in the show notes. And also you can go to my Instagram uh, page and you can book in on the, my profile, the book now button should bring you to it. And also uh, through the link in my bio on my Instagram page, MJ Nutrition. So you can book in for a complimentary call and I'll go through with you um, how I work, how I can support you and if I can support you. And if I can't, I'll always be honest about that and refer you to someone else who I think can help you. Um, but also figure out what is the best approach for you, what would be the best uh, way to work with me as well. Um, but yeah, you can do that through uh, the show notes link in my bio on Instagram. MJ Nutrition. But yes, for now today, the podcast, as I say, is all about my go-to foods to support your hormones. So this isn't to say that um, only some foods work to help support your hormones and others don't. Uh, Of course, your diet as a whole is the most important part. But these are foods that I would like, I would recommend, I guess, to include uh, in your diet. Um, For for general people anyway, like these are really good nutritious foods. Um, But particularly if you've got any hormonal issues, whether it's your period, lack of period, um, irregular blood sugars, um, unstable moods, depression, anxiety, really bad PMS, low libido, low sex drive, uh, vaginal dryness, um, your hair, your skin, your nails, maybe are brittle and dry. Any of these issues can be related to um, your hormones and like a lot of what you can do, um, like a lot of foods can help support a lot of these issues and the right types of foods. It's just about knowing maybe what's lacking in your diet. Uh, so these are whole foods, they're real foods. Um, they're foods that are easily found, they're affordable. Uh, it's what I recommend to my clients most of the time as well. So yeah, I think that um, this is a, it would be helpful for anyone who's kind of struggling with um, knowing what types of foods to include in their diet. There's so much information out there. A lot is um confusing if that's one way of saying it it's definitely confusing and there's a lot of crap out there too to be honest with you and so I want to help I suppose decipher the um clear that up for you and clear up the the nonsense that's out there and just recommend some of the best foods that I think are um to include in your in your diet um along with your your current diet I guess so like it's not about making massive changes completely overhauling your diet but making a few small changes can make such a big difference okay so um yeah we really need to look at like your body from the whole perspective to support your menstrual cycle your hormones um so like hormones they're chemical messengers in the body and they respond to the environment which is the body so and which it's in and so if our digestion is off our nervous system is off our gut health are not optimal then our hormonal signaling will be skewed also so it's not just about like this food will fix your hormones it's about it they they support every part of your body too so that's why i'm saying it's not just if you've got hormonal issues these foods are great in general for your as i say stress nervous system digestion uh, energy levels brain health etc um 
So these are foods that will help support your metabolism, your digestive nervous system and more and what I recommend to my clients. So I'm going to like kind of divide these into like sections like macronutrients and um, so make it easier to digest excuse one and uh, hopefully you'll it'll be easy enough to follow so the first macronutrient that I'm going to talk about are fats so this I suppose is still a misconception that fats maybe are not you know good to have in your diet due to the higher calorie and um, the energy the value energy value is higher compared to proteins and carbohydrates however for females particularly um anyone with periods it's really important that we're getting fats into our diet yes they are slightly they are higher in calories so like if you are you know on a weight loss journey or fat loss journey you do need to be more mindful about your the amount of fats you're consuming, where you're getting your fats from, but you still need to include them in your diet, just being aware of where they're coming from and managing the amount and making just small changes can make a difference. So like they're so important to have in their diet. They're really important for satiation. So your hunger levels and they create manufacture our hormones, our sex hormones are all created from fats and um, they support hormonal regulation uh, lubricate the joints, the gut, protect your cell structures, all of that. Um, so I would recommend getting more fats in your diet if you have, say, low libido or vaginal dryness, like lack of sexual desire and um, have dry, brittle hair, skin and nails. If you have a regular cycle light scant or no period an ovulatory cycle so a cycle where you do don't ovulate um maybe you've got night sweats hot flashes low mood irritability depression weight loss and low body fat percentage so like these would be signs that you might need to get more fats into your diet um so like low fat diets predominantly then are higher in sugar and more processed so example like low-fat yogurts and you know you might think you're making a really good choice there however you look at the ingredients list they're higher in sugar than say um, and and high in sugar and artificial sweeteners and again this isn't to say there's anything wrong with sugar and sweeteners but yogurts are, are, are meant to have a bit of fat content in them and like a higher fat yogurt or a normal fat yogurt will have um will help to satiate you more similarly like low-fat ice cream low-fat cheeses they will have other things added to give them a more tasty effect because fat is a lot of what fat does in food it provides that taste factor so if you're stripping that out it will need other things to make it t- more tasty basically so like I said earlier if you are trying to lose weight and adhere to a calorie deficit you do need to mind your fat intake as there are more calories and um, versus carbs and protein Um, so some of my really my, my go-to fat foods or high fat foods or I don't want to say high fat foods because again for example milk is like full fat milk has 3.5 percent fat like that's actually not that high in fat it's not really, really categorized as a high fat food but in comparison then to say skim milk it, it is it just looks really really different but like high fat full fat milk is it's not really that high in fat and um, I suppose if you're having loads of it throughout the day you would add it up but if you're just having a tiny bit in your cereal or milk or tea it's not going to make a massive difference so that's a way of getting um, some fats into your diet. Um, others are real butter. So Kerrygold butter, like in Ireland. Uh, some people are shocked when, when, I, when they hear me say that. They can't believe they're allowed real butter. But real butter is one of the most nutrient-dense sources of foods I think you can get. It's great for fat-soluble vitamins. Um, so yeah, it's a really it's it's really good to have in your diet, particularly for hormonal support. Um, milk cheeses such as goat cheese, feta, Greek yogurt is good. Meat and oily fish. So 
these are super nutrient dense foods and they contain really good bioavailable micronutrients such as preformed vitamin A, D, E and K. So these are more bioavailable when they come from animal fats because the conversion of these nutrients have already been done by the animal. When we get these foods from plant sources, we the body, the human has to do this, the conversion itself. There's actually quite a difficult process for some people they may not have the gene to do this so for example um vitamin a we can get like some um in plant foods like say um carrots for example beta carotene but that needs to be converted then to um another form to be used by the body which can be quite difficult to do so when you're getting it's it's easier to get your nutrients when you do have a um have more meat in your diet or animal proteins in your diet or animal foods like I like I mentioned above um so that's just something to bear in mind uh, similarly your vitamin d e and k all of these are found in your your milk your cheeses yogurts things like that and they also have some protein too and they provide the nutrients in a compact way um so they're really nutrient dense and full nutrient source of food so again like i said if you're trying to manage your calories full fast foods can make this difficult so i would suggest having say some full fat foods and some low fat so for example you could go for low fat greek yogurt or cottage cheese or low fat milk and maybe have four egg whites to two egg yolks for a higher protein ratio and then you could use real butter for fats your, your meats um, and oily fish and that could be your fat sources then so there is ways of working around it it's just making some shifts and changes to work for you but these fats are really important for providing nutrients that really help support fertility thyroid function uh, any sort of mental in, in issues and um, because of their nutrient density basically those fat soluble vitamins particularly like the likes of vitamin a and d these are so so important for um thyroid support and fertility and i really recommend um getting these into your diet in some way and these foods are great to have in them um so if you're like making some small changes we'll be switching to real butter for example and back if you're not doing if you're using spreads for example because these have these are basically processed in a factory and they're more processed and they don't have the same fat soluble vitamins and they may be fortified with them but they're uh, again not as easy to um not as bioavailable as the actual um real nutrients that are found in those animal foods and then another fat food is i'm going to add this in under fats but again it could be under fiber but flax seeds your great source of um, omega-3 fats there and um, again these need to be converted by the body which can be harder to do and um, to the bioavailable form like or the usable form like epa and dha but also what's good about flax seeds is the um lingons which they contain so what li- these do they help to bind to estrogen in the gut and help to eliminate the estrogen so it doesn't get reabsorbed back through the intestines and into the, and through the liver uh, which which causes um symptoms of estrogen excess um, and similarly um it helps to produce um a protein called sex hormone binding globulin protein so shbg and basically what this does is mops up excess estrogen and testosterone so if you're having any issues that like um 
are symptoms of like estrogen excess and um, this would look like sore painful breasts and um, fluid retention bloating around ovulation constipation heavy and painful periods uh, prolonged periods and uh, symptoms of pms like depression and low mood or if you've got pcos and maybe high androgen levels these flax seeds would be really really good to add into your diet daily because they help to support regular bowel movements, eliminating more the estrogen that's building up in the body. So this is a really, really good one to add. So it's simple enough to add this into your diet. If you're having foods like porridge, you can add it to breads or baking and you can have it with yogurt, uh, pancakes, etc. things like that. So yeah, they're just, um, that'll be the first part of this first few changes I would recommend getting a little bit more fats into your diet making some small changes there um, and also getting more flax seeds in your diet I think flax seeds are a really really good food to add into your diet if you have any sort of hormonal issues so the next macronutrient is carbs and so what I'm going to talk about here really is like root veg uh, in particular so these are some of my favorite foods and um, root veg for hormones. They really help support the nervous system and gut health. And um, so they contain loads of micronutrients like potassium, manganese, vitamin K, folate, vitamin C, and they contain fiber and more. So what they do is they help to provide energy. Uh, they lower your stress in the body as they provide stable sugars in a slow releasing form due to the fiber content. So they don't spike your blood sugars and cause you to get lots of energy quickly and then get drained really quickly afterwards. Uh, they also benefit the gut microbiome as they contain lots of fiber and they support liver function too due to a lot of, other, of the nutrients in there. So these help support then your hormones because they lower your cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. And if you've got high cortisol levels, you are going to have issues with blood sugars. You're going to have PMS issues. You're going to have issues with ovulation. And um, they reduce higher levels of estrogen, like I've said mentioned before. Um, if you are... Um, yeah, if you're basically getting metabolizing your foods and removing it through regular stool, it balances your blood sugars then as well when eating with proteins and are good for satiation. So yeah, basically they're really, really good for removing excess estrogen, supporting the gut. So you, you have a healthy microbiome, which reduces inflammation and helps to uh, remove excess estrogen again and helps to keep you satiated full and lower cortisol. So definitely adding more root veggies. So some of these, like I would definitely recommend are like carrots. So carrots are really, really good because they contain a fiber called pectin, um, which helps to stimulate regular bowel movements and removes that excess estrogen. So I always recommend carrots to my clients, roasted raw in soups, in salad, whatever way you like them. They're really, really good to have into your diet. Beetroot are also really, really good too. So again, you can make beetroot salads, roast beetroot, um, you know, they're really, really good because of the nutrients in there, like folate, and they're just really, really dark and help to support the liver function as well. So and if your liver is off, you're going to have issues with your hormones. So like adding foods that help support the liver do its job really, really well, and um, it's going to help your hormones. And um, so making your, your, uh, making the liver's job easier, basically. Uh, so really recommend those foods as well. But any sort of root veggies are just really, really good to have in the diet. Carrots, beetroots, parsnips, turnips, sweet potatoes, Potatoes, butternut squash, 
they're all amazing to have and particularly in, during the winter times of the year winter time of the year and um, you can do so much with these I think like a really handy tip is just roasting a batch of vegetables on a Sunday night and it will help then do you for a few days you can combine them with loads of different uh, proteins and um fats you can make like veggie bowls and uh, you can also make a big batch of roasted veg soup um yeah so it's a re- just like getting more of those in the diet it's a great way to support your hormones digestion energy levels and more so they would be something i would also add in and then moving to proteins so some of my favorite proteins are grass-fed beef which we can luckily get quite readily and easily in ireland uh, chicken thighs chicken thighs um contain protein but also they're more nutrient dense, dense sorry than the chicken breasts they contain a lot more vitamins and minerals in the thighs and um so and they're actually a lot more flavorful as well so great to have in like a curry or a slow cooker dish for example um so yeah you can get them in butchers or in supermarkets are really easily and they're more affordable too and so really really nutrient dense and greek yogurt is really really good such a handy protein to have so it's zero percent fat one will have a high amount of protein in it usually about 10 grams per 100 gram which is really good and so you know a great snack to have adding into um your breakfast um, and topping on pancakes and whatever way you enjoy it really whey protein powder is a good source of protein and collagen protein powder as well and these help basically manage your blood sugars so if you have issues with your hormones the first thing i would say is start fixing your blood sugars and making sure they're more stable how do you do that making sure you combine proteins and carbs together do not have one without the other a lot of people eat more carb heavy meals so they might have a bowl of pasta with veggies no protein Uh, they might have a bowl of porridge and fruit no protein so porridge is it's just carbs a little bit of fiber um, and fruit is great so all those foods are so healthy and nothing wrong with them but it's how we eat our food it's really important we need to make sure we're having balanced meals so combining protein with with our carbohydrates to make it a much more balanced satiating and blood sugar balancing meal um so yeah Proteins contain amino acids also would support liver detoxification and they help with muscle growth and repair. So if you're doing any sort of exercise, resistant training, weight training, any sort of exercise at all, really, you do need to make sure you're getting enough protein in your diet for optimal recovery and repair. Um, And they also make up all of our hormones and cells as well. So really important that we're getting these into our diet. the foods that I mentioned there are readily absorbable proteins as they are easier digested than plant proteins because plant proteins contain what's called phytonutrients um, and these are in, in a way anti-nutrients so the body has a harder job digesting these so it's not to say not to include these because they are quite good to have in the diet as well but if you're solely relying on them as your protein source it is going to be harder to get the amino acids and proteins into your diet but for veggies and vegans out there, you can still get your protein, not to, to worry. Uh, there's some really good whole um, whole food proteins. Uh, I would recommend like tofu, um, hemp seeds and tofu, hemp seeds. And there is one more and it's just gone blank on me apologies <laughs> uh that's so typical but uh there, there are two anyway so hemp seeds are great uh, to add into your porridge tofu is great to have with stir fries and things like that soya sorry soya um is the other one i think i'm just gonna quickly do a search now but these are foods to have in your diet um ve- ve- veggie vegan or not like it's important to um 
include these um but as i was mentioning the animal um the animal proteins are easily digestible and available um i think quinoa i think is the other one sorry <laughs> that that is a, a whole protein source um it contains all the amino acids so yeah these basically um have the same amino acids as animal proteins if that makes sense um but and they're so they're complete proteins and uh, so they're some of the main ones anyway uh, but it is if you are veggie or vegan make sure that you're combining like your protein so not just having one like combining different types together like lentils and chickpeas and quinoa uh, whole grain rice uh, buckwheat hemp seeds chia seeds combining lots of them together and this will make sure then you're getting more amino acids in your in your diet as well uh, which is really really important for recovery repair and for overall health in general uh, so that's just something to bear in mind um but yeah basically they're the main foods to kind of get into your diet obviously like um you can supplement some of these foods particularly like if you are vegan or veggie you may need to supplement with omega-3s and an algae source and um, again vitamin d is something i'd recommend most people supplement with uh, particularly in ireland or the uk and um, we just as we don't get much sunlight and it isn't as available in our foods it's not you don't get high amounts in foods as much so uh, a good a good um vitamin d supplement is recommended as well uh, during the winter months particularly um between like October to April anyway we should all be get, taking vitamin D it really helps support your immune system as well and um, energy um, and it's thought to be have low levels in the likes of PCOS as well so definitely if you're not taking vitamin D supplement I would definitely look into that um but yeah they're some of my go-to foods they're nothing complicated nothing fancy as you can see they're real whole foods and uh, foods that you'd find in a regular supermarket not a health shop Um, your standard foods really that um are affordable and just can be added into your standard diet so if you're someone who's having you know porridge every morning adding in say you know, some flax seeds and maybe some protein powder or Greek yogurt will just add to the nutrient density and the, make that meal more balanced, for example. And so don't overcomplicate your meals and think you need to be getting, you know, foods from fancy food shops or health shops and things like that. Just your, your ready, um, your easy box standard food is all you need and uh, don't overcomplicate it uh, but obviously like I go through a lot more in detail on this in my coaching with my clients um, and support you know make it more personalized to your individual I suppose needs uh, circumstances lifestyle lifestyle it has to be taken into consideration so whether you're maybe working nights or you're a, a mum of three and you're trying to balance it all like just little tips can really make a difference there so I I'll always take that into consideration as well or if you're like a single person and living by yourself your requirements and your your way of cooking would be different than you know cooking for a family so that's really important as well when you're working with someone that they take that into consideration that's why like the likes of meal plans aren't exactly um one reason along with many others why they're not recommended really so yeah that's pretty much it for this week thank you so much for listening um if you would please go to itunes and go to the podcast in the very bottom of it you can leave a rating and a review i really would appreciate that just makes such a difference to the podcast and um, but as always as i said before thank you so much for listening and um, again if you have any hormonal issues or would like to have a chat with me further don't forget to book in for your comp- complimentary call through the link in my bio on mg nutrition or as i say i'll leave the, no- the link in the show notes as well 
But that's it for now today. Bye for now. And I will chat to you soon. Thanks for listening again.